Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What's up, you party animals? In this episode of the podcast, I get into a great question. The question is, how do you know when it's the right time to change and adjust your macronutrient intake? So I answer the question in general. I also talk about my journey right now, what I am doing to make sure I'm adjusting things properly in order to continue progressing towards my goals. So if you want to find out what I am doing as well as what you can do to continue progressing when it comes to your body composition or performance goals, fitness goals in general, make sure you tune in to this episode. Also, if you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness has online coaching, perfectly sustainable. We're going to teach you how to boost your metabolism, how to have a flexible lifestyle, how to get fit and enjoy life all at the same time. So if you're interested in something like that, head to the website, PullmanFitness.com, go to Premier Coaching and fill out the application. We'll talk, free consultation on me. Got your back, Jack. Also, I am on Instagram. That's going to be Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And we are on Facebook as well. That's going to be facebook.com slash Pullman Fitness. So without further ado, here we are. Here comes the question. Hope you guys enjoy the show. First question is from Katie. When do you decide when to change slash adjust your macros? I'm guessing this is a question for me personally, but I'll answer it in general terms and then I'll talk about what I do as well. So I think the best time to change your macronutrient intake, especially when it comes to body composition, is when you see some sort of plateau in your progress. When you've hit a plateau, you're not seeing things change, whether that's body fat, increase in lean tissue, whatever the case might be, that might be a good time to go ahead and change up your macros. Now, there are a few different ways to figure this out. One of the first ways, one of the ways that I like to do it, is an average weight. So, This is where you would weigh yourself seven times a week. The more the better because it takes away all of the fluctuations in weight from water, um, from sodium intake, and things like that. So you take an average weight for seven weigh-ins, let's say, per week. You take your average weight, and if everything is consistent and dialed in, it'll give you a good idea of what your body is doing with the nutrients that you are taking in as far as gaining weight, losing weight. Um, and if you're getting body composition tests, it'll tell you a little bit more specifically where that weight is going, whether it's body fat or muscle tissue, whether it's coming or going. So average weight is a good way to keep track of that. And I usually do this with my coaching clients as well. We keep an average weight and if they're trying to boost their metabolism, we try to have that average weight stay the same as their caloric intake goes up. But if you are someone who's trying to see significant change in your body weight or your body composition, what I would do is I would keep track of your average weight for a certain amount of nutrient intake and calorie intake every single week. And then whenever you stop seeing change with that consistency that you've kept up, that's where I would make some sort of change with your nutrients, either increase them or decrease them depending on your goals. So average weight is one way to figure that out. Another way to figure it out, like I just talked about, are body composition tests. So the only downside about body composition tests is that you usually have to pay for them. Um, They might not be very accurate if you're doing them really frequently. I think they're great to take once a month. But if you're trying to be a little bit more dialed in and make changes every single week, I think average weights are going to be better. But body composition is going to be great because it'll tell you exactly what's going on as far as fat lost or gained, 
as well as muscle lost or gained. It'll be a little bit more specific other than just pounds, obviously. So that's another way to do it. Another way to know when to change and adjust your macros and your nutrient intake is when your your volume and or intensity of training or the total energy expenditure in your day, your TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, increases or decreases. So if you start adding volume, which is weights times sets times reps to your workouts, and that's going up, it's probably a good idea to slowly increase your caloric intake with some different nutrients. That way your body can um, have energy for the performance that you are putting on during your workouts. That way it can recover, it can absorb the nutrients that you're taking in post-workout and all that stuff. So that's another good sign to kind of know when you want to change things is when your intensity is increasing or decreasing and your volume as well. For example, if I am training, I teach classes at Brickhouse Functional Fitness here in Windsor. So if I take on more classes and my total daily energy expenditure goes up because I'm walking more, I might eat a little bit more food because of that. If I go from teaching two classes in a day to zero classes in a day, that might change my total daily energy expenditure a little bit, so I might take my calories down. And obviously, this all depends on what my goal is. Another thing that you can do is listen to your hunger signals. So the fourth option would just be listening to your hunger signals. Now, this can be a bit tricky. I think it's better for those individuals who are a little bit more advanced, so to speak, for lack of a better word, um, with their eating and their intuition when it comes to eating. It's very difficult to understand at first the difference between a hunger and a craving. So you got to listen to your hunger signals. A good way to tell the difference between a hunger and a craving is, let's say, for example, you feel hungry and someone asks you if you want some sort of type of food, like, hey, let's go get some Italian. You're like, ah, it doesn't sound good. You're not hungry. You're just craving something. That's an easy way to tell. Um, but listening to those hunger, hunger signals, people who are a little bit more advanced and have a really healthy relationship with food and who have tracked their nutrient intake before or at least have kept it consistent and kept some sort of mental log or physical log of how their body feels throughout those changes, that's going to be better for those individuals. They're going to be better at understanding those hunger, hunger signals and seeing how those change as their lifestyle changes, as their workouts change so on and so forth. But that's more of a, an advanced stage. I definitely recommend tracking intake first, tracking average weight first, and then seeing how your, how your volume and intensity changes in your workouts as well as just how much you're moving in a day. So that's, those are some options in a general sense. I'll give you a more specific example here, especially when it comes to what I do personally. So right now, this is a great time for this question because Right now, I am working on increasing my lean tissue by five pounds by the end of the year. It is August right now, the beginning of August. So if I stay dialed in and slowly increase my intake as well as my volume in my training, I don't think I'll have any problem with that. So what I am doing is, well, at first when I started out, I hadn't been tracking my, for, my food for a few weeks. So when I started out, I just ate like I normally would, listening to my body, ate when I was hungry ate what I felt my body needed, nourished it well, and I tracked that intake. I didn't reach, I didn't try to reach any sort of specific goal. I just ate what I felt like eating when I felt like eating it and tracked it to get an idea of an average amount of grams of carbs, proteins, and fats that I'm eating. Obviously from those numbers to get an average idea of how many calories I'm eating in the week as well. And then I say, okay, here's where I'm at now. What's realistic for me to 
am taking a day and what do I need in order to hit my goals? So starting out, I wanted to be close to where my to what my body was used to. That way I didn't put on extra body fat too much. This is a mistake I see a lot of people do, especially men. They're eating 1,500 calories in a day, for example, and then they're like, oh, it's bulking season. I want to gain weight, and they start eating 3,000 calories in a day from day one to day two. Then they gain a ton of body fat, and they're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. How did this happen? Uh, I know. You ate double the amount of calories. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Anyway, so you want to start slowly building up. So I figured out where my caloric intake was, and I stayed there. So I ate that much food and then set my protein, carbs, and fat goals around that caloric amount. So I set my, my macro ratio, ate that amount of food for a couple of weeks, and kept my average weight. So I weigh myself every single morning, and I write those weights on the mirror of my bathroom. On Sunday, I take the average of those weights, and I calculate that, and I put that in my log. After a few weeks, I saw how that intake was adjusting my... Um, my body, how it was changing my body composition. So for me, eating that amount, I was losing weight. So right now, one of my goals is to increase lean mass. So I want to make sure that I'm slowly increasing my intake and my body weight is slowly going up, but not too fast because I do need to be in a caloric surplus to build a significant amount of muscle, especially five pounds in this short of time for someone who's been lifting for the years that I have. Um, it'll take a little bit longer. It's not like I'm someone that's fresh off a couch getting introduced to resistance training that will have crazy results. So once I figured out how that was adjusting my average weight, I realized it was kind of taking it down. So then I bumped my intake up a little bit and only about two to 5%. So I bumped it up a little bit each week, a little bit each week, a little bit each week. So I started out pretty low. I started out about 2,500 calories on days that I train and about 2,100 on days that I don't. Now, about, this is week four, I'm at 2,800 calories on days that I train and 24 when I don't. So I'm slowly increasing it every single time as my average weight either decreases or stays the same. Now, here's the trick. I don't want to gain too much body fat, so I'm doing it really slow. So if I were to see a, a gain more than a pound and a half in a week, I would keep my intake where it is and adjust my training volume just a little bit. So you have to be careful with rapid gain with weight because that usually can lead to fat. It's going to take a little bit longer for that muscle to build. So what I did is I saw that average weight stay the same, increase my food intake. Like I mentioned, now I'm a few hundred calories higher than when I did at the start. So I'm going to slowly increase that week by week. So this week when I get to Sunday, if my average weight is the same or it has gone down, I'm going to bump my intake up again and I'm gonna butt my intake up again. And then in about two weeks, I'm gonna go back into um, Max Muscle here in Fort Collins. I'm gonna get my body composition checked on the in-body scan and see what's been going on. If my muscle has been increasing, if my fat has been going down, I will keep on the same path I have been with my resistance training, with my volume, slowly increasing my food intake, so on and so forth. If I go there and my weight gain has been body fat, and my lean muscle, t muscle tissue has gone down, I will make adjustments as necessary. So long story short, one of the best things that you can do to figure out when to adjust your macronutrient intake, your food intake in general for body composition, composition goals, the best thing you can do there is just to change things when you have seen a plateau 
in your progress. And that depends on what goal that is. If it's a performance in your gym, you're going to change it when you see a plateau there. If it's your body composition, your lean muscle tissue or your body fat going up or down, you're going to change things when you see a plateau there. Whenever you start to see your body adapting to the signal and the nutrients that it's being given, it's time to make a change. Hey guys, don't forget, I am on Instagram. That's going to be Adam underscore Pullman Fit. Pullman Fitness is also on Facebook. That's going to be facebook.com slash Pullman Fitness. And that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.